motocross.com podcast show Steve Mathis. Welcome to a combination podcast, everybody. Very exciting. DirectMotocross.com, Guaranteed MX, Atlas Braces, and Pulp MX all coming together, folks, to make this uh, look at the halfway point of the Canadian Rockstar Energy Nationals. We have, uh, we've done five rounds, and we have uh, five to go with the, with the completion of the Gopher Dunes National, which happened last weekend. And like I said, it's a collab, as the kids call it. Uh, on the line with me, the usual suspects. Guaranteed MX is Ryan Gauld. Hey, what's up, Stevie? Gauldy, the only guy on this call who has gone to every race. Uh, so yes, that is correct. We will be leaning on your expertise every which way possible. Don't uh, worry, I'm full of useless knowledge of these Rockstar Nationals. And also on the line, Atlas Braces, uh, the Noof, Ryan Lockhart. What's up, Noof? Hey, Steve. How's it going, man? Good. Hey, and you were at the first few rounds, and then you obviously followed the series, so... Um, Absolutely. I went to Regina. I don't know if you guys heard about that or not. <laughs> it was quite an eventful race for many, many reasons. Um, we're at the halfway point, so we can talk a little bit about what's going on, what, what's happened, and what we see going on uh, forward from here. Um, it, in the true spirit of Guaranteed MX, Noof, maybe we'll just talk about a rider, but then not give the name out. We'll just be like, yeah, he's riding really good, and then we'll just move on. Just That's how Guaranteed MX does it. Yeah, yeah, we'll just tell a big long story and then we won't we won't finish it off. Right, we'll be very vague, very non-specific. <laughs> Boys, I'm like a good novel. You want to wait for the outcome. Uh, I'm, I'm giving you I'm raising it up right now and then I'm going to give you the goods down the road. Oh, you're teasing us. I got it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, yes. It's all about numbers. All about numbers. Who knew uh that Galdi was that was uh, so good at that. I didn't know that. Um uh so yeah, like I said, directmotocross.com, guaranteemx.com. The two sites to go to for Canadian national coverage. Get an Atlas brace, uh, less restrictive, Villapoto, Weimer, Fasciati, I'll wear it, and atlasbrace.com, and, of course, Pulp MX. I don't even know if I'll put this on Pulp. We'll see. Um, okay, so let's let's focus a little bit on Gopher, which just happened. New, if you weren't there, I wasn't there, but, but Galdi, you were. Um, Alessi runs out of gas in the first moto while winning, wins the second moto. Uh, his, his win in the second moto, pretty dominant. Pretty good win. Uh, yeah, as dominant as it was uh, as it was going to be in the first, he was about uh, I'd say fourteen, fifteen seconds ahead. Oh, that much uh, huh? in the first yeah. moto when that happened, and then in the same uh, second moto, exact same thing. And at the twenty-five minute mark, pulled in for a gas stop as if it was uh, Daytona NASCAR. Uh, pulled in, topped up, came back on the track right in front of Fasciati, and then pulled out another maybe seven, eight second lead with about I don't know four or five laps to go. Wow! And uh, yeah, it was dominant by far, the fastest guy, no question about it. I'm surprised. I, I, Mike's a, Mike's a good sand rider. I've seen him at Southwick plenty of times. But then again, Gopher is you know been on the circuit for a number of years. It's not like Southwick. It is rougher, gnarlier, longer. Uh, were you surprised that he was that good, Ryan? Gold? Uh, I was. I was. Uh, yeah, I was definitely yeah. surprised. I mean, I knew Fasciati was going to be good. I've seen him wax people there before. We knew Chiz was going to be good because he's a sand guy. When I've seen, we've seen him win championships there before. But mm-hmm. Alessi was definitely what we thought he was going to be at the start of the year. He was next level. He was like, he belonged on the Dungey, Villapoto, Roxon type uh, radar of speed because uh, there was nobody catching him on that day. He was um. on point. His bike worked unbelievable. He could hit anything like the, the huge finish line. He was like the only guy just hammering into the face of it and not rainbow jumping it, but more like shooting through it. <laughs> right. uh, everything was on point except for the uh, now, last lap and a half of moto. Last lap and a half of moto. The race is Mike's oversized tank, um, you know, out of his bag when he was coming to the race. Uh, Jeff Alessi on Vital said that I was not correct. Do you know what the story was? Yeah, that's not correct at all. They had an oversized tank and everything. The same ones they use uh, on like Clement DeSalle's bike, apparently, is what Tony said. And uh, it just ran out of gas. It didn't boil over. Uh, it didn't get too hot or anything. It just ran out of gas. I find that hard to believe. Really? Me too. I don't. Uh, I find that hard to believe. Like, did he not fill up after the hot lap? Like the the tanks. Like you should. I mean, you can't. I understand. 
going at his level on a stock tank, yeah, there's no, no way. No, no, there's no way. Yeah, yeah. An oversized tank topped up after the hot lap. I mean, if he didn't top up, I mean, I can't, I can't even believe I that. I mean, uh, Clement DeSalle rides sand tracks just like Gopher for 30 plus two. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, you want to talk Lomo? You want to talk uh, Walkenswad? Learop? They're just like Gopher Dunes. So I, I, I need to see some photos and see if it really is a bigger tank. That's, that's very strange. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I don't know. Tony said they had a bigger tank. There was an interview on um, CanadianMotorShow.com with mm-hmm. Brent Worrell. He said that they got a bigger tank, and he just he has no idea what happened. So uh, I didn't actually look specifically at the tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Those guys all said it was bigger. They <laughs> did everything. They filled it up after the hot lap, and did, it ran out. So, did you, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. there's did you guys no explanation. See, uh, the for God's got them. Did you see Tony's Instagram? It was an epic Canadian win that will be talked about <laughs> for decades. Does he know that Keith oh, yeah. stopped for gas and – Different guys have stopped for gas over the years. It's not that big of a deal. Um, I think it might get into the back of the old CMA rule book as far as history in the in Canadian motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Get, like your amateur titles. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little hype, a little uh, hype there, Tony. A little. He's too much trying hype. hard. He's got, you know, he's trying um, hard to make sure everybody gets the, the okay, point across. Okay, more bigger domination. Matt Gurky, Brett Metcalf, or this weekend's uh, taking away the gas, of course. This weekend's ride by Mike. In the same, uh, in my eyes, Matt Gerke. What about you, Nerf? Uh, well, I wasn't there, but it sounds like to me that I mean, unless he did stop, I mean, he would have had a ginormous lead if he didn't stop. So I'd go with uh, Alessi. Okay. Um, and Vince Freeze was the Wetland uh, won the first moto, and then the crappy start in the second in the 250 class, and Freeze took it home. Yeah, he Wentland actually ran into the back of his teammate Dylan Wright in the first turn. Dylan Wright front wheel washed out, and then Wentland ran right into him. But he charged all the way back to fourth. But yeah, Vince Freeze whole shot and let it start to finish. Pulled away, mm-hmm. looked awesome in the sand in that second moto. In the first moto, he just kind of was there. He he started about fifth or fifth to seventh, and Wentland actually had to pass him to get through the through the pack through the uh, to get up to first. Mm-hmm. And but second moto, he was on fire. There was no stopping him. Okay, if I was really a great journalist i would have gone back and listened to our preseason predictions and then brought them up in this podcast but uh i didn't do that but um i think we all agreed that mike would run away with this right did anybody no 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 okay i picked colton okay. i actually picked colton or tyler over mike so but okay uh second round uh nanaimo was pretty equal. They sawed it off. Uh, in the second round, Mike got caught. Uh, well, he got DQ'd in uh, five spots uh, for cutting the track or, or penalized. Second moto, Colton ran him down. Mike claimed he had some shock problems. Uh, the third round, Mike was on another level at Calgary. Regina was a mess. I mean, just throw that out of the books totally. And now we have uh, Gopher where Mike um, had the, the fuel issue. First question, Noof, I'll start with you. Is, has Mike been as good to you as you thought? Or has Colton, Colton been closer than you thought? I think Colton, Colton is pretty much what I expected. I mean, he's been so solid every weekend. Um, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, yeah, the results for Mike haven't been there. He's had, you know, with the whole track cutting thing at, at Kamloops and then his supposable shock blown in the, in the second moto, he, I think he, well, he has been the fastest outright guy every weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Nimo, he was pretty much the, he was the fastest guy. I uh, went down in the first moto, then him, then Colton went down in the second moto. But you know, Kamloops, he was the fastest guy. Um, Calgary, definitely the fastest guy. Obviously, the mud that's a wash, and then obviously this weekend. I I, I think that speed wise, he is definitely you know the class of the field, but. There's just he he isn't the best guy. I mean, the running out of gas is a joke, and all these little things. And and Colton, Colton has been you know mm-hmm. been awesome. So um, you know that's what's killing Mike. So twenty eight points down, Galdi, will he do it? Well, he he basically has to win outright. Um, there is no uh, there's nothing he can do with with ten motos left, maximum thirty points to gain or. Uh, uh, on if you know if Colton goes second, so he could win the title by two points. I don't see it. I mean, Colton is crazy consistent, gets awesome starts. Mm-hmm. He goes good at all the tracks coming up. Alverton's going to be new to everybody, basically. Um, it's only going to take that one moto if Mike slips up or or Colton slips up, where maybe Chiz Canary 
Hill, Mayer, Medallia get in there, well, but those guys are, I don't know, they seem like they're just that next level above everybody else, right? I don't think Colton could get anything but a second if that's a possibility. Well, that, that was my next question. Don't you think Tyler or Chiz at, at a, at, at, uh, in one of these sand tracks, can anybody get between them? Galdi? I mean, no, you just... Well, uh, in the second moto this weekend, Chiz caught right up to Fasciotti at about the 20, I'd say 23 to 25 minute mark, mm-hmm. and looked like he was going to put a pass on him, so he definitely has the speed and maybe the confidence is there now getting into the sand, so it is a possibility, mm-hmm. um, but we're not going to see as gnarly a track at these next bunch of sand tracks, yeah. so uh, whether Cole, he got maybe a little tired or fitness came into play or whatever it was, but I don't know. I just Mike looked dominant. He could definitely go one-one for the rest of the year if he rides like he did on the weekend. Yep. But I, I find it hard to see Fasciotti not finishing second uh, each time. But if he does that, if it works out the way that they needed to, that means that uh, Mike would win by two points. And we do have the number eight hundred one factor coming in at Deschambeau. <laughs> yeah, I was going to get to that at some point. Yeah, I don't uh, know if I jumped ahead on you there. But no, that no, no, that's coming fine. At Deschambeau. Um, Noof, what do you think? Does who wins this? Does Mike make up those points? I can't see Mike winning out from here. I mean, for all the little little things, little yeah. incidents and stuff that happened at the first five rounds, I see no way. I mean, speed, yes, that isn't an issue, but uh, I just can't see the stars being aligned for him to uh, to win out. And you know, like Galdi said, you know, Colton's Colton's bad moto is going to be a third or a second at, at worst. I think. Well, I don't know because have we. Have we just totally decided that Colton is over this crashing? Have we all decided that after, you know, three, four years out of five that he's had bad crashes? Or well, he's proved, he proved us, you know, so far. I mean, he, mm-hmm. besides his little little crash that him and Mike ran into each other at Nanaimo in the second moto, mm-hmm. um, he's been pretty damn solid. And I've never seen him as smooth as he is. He looks so comfortable on that on that new bike, and he looks effortless. I mean, he has always looked effortless, but for whatever reason, I just feel like he's uh, he's just even a little bit better than he has been before. Do you do you think Tyler can get in there, Noof, this weekend? Uh, I, I want to say yes, but realistically, no. I mean, if you look at the gaps, I mean, I haven't studied them that close, and maybe Galdi can shed some light on this, but I mean, the Tyler and, and Teddy and Hill and, and even, even Chisholm are getting beat by, you know, 45, 50 seconds in the, in the moto. That's I could a lot see, of time. I could see Chisholm, uh, like, Galdi, you got a point. Sandalee is Sandy, but it's not Gopher. And the Quebec track, I imagine, is not Gopher either. But Chisholm goes good in the sand. He could maybe get in there. Maybe. Chisholm could be the one, and Tyler, obviously, this weekend is going to be good. Uh, no matter, he lives in, in Pleasant Valley now, Nova Scotia, but he's still going to be good this weekend. Mm-hmm. But as like New said, is he going to be good enough to beat those guys if they're at their best? You know, but if they have a small falter, maybe Mike Shock blows again, or Colton uh, washes the front end in a corner and just gives him that little edge that he needs. Uh, it, this is the weekend that that's going to happen. Uh, as for Chiz, he could definitely do it in these next three sand tracks. Um, Sandalee and Deschambeau were very similar, except Deschambeau's got a little more elevation, but the sand is like loose on top but hard pack underneath. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, it's it's gonna it's gonna need the, the stars to align for for Tyler to get in there for Chiz to beat those guys because, like New said, man, they are they are really are the next level above. Like if they were close this weekend, I don't see them getting that close again yeah. unless things just roll perfectly for them in the next uh, in these next two sand races and then Alverton. Let's talk a little bit uh, about um, the Moto Concepts team as a whole coming into the series. I think we all thought that there would be something Tony would do to piss people off, something Mike would do. There's certainly been drama, and I mean, I'm not even counting you know my run-in with Tony where he was just an, a complete idiot, in my mind anyways, <laughs> just a complete idiot. Um, there's been, Vince has been, Freeze has been getting into it with different guys, uh, mainly Benoit, and Mike with the track cutting thing, although again, he, I'm not sure what, what he was thinking there, he didn't do it on purpose, of course. Galdi, I'll start with you, It's it's been what we thought, there's been eventful moments. Uh, 100%. Uh, you got the, a little bit of uh, the moments from uh, Cam Loops with the track cutting, Tony uh, went sideways right away, and then everything got calmed down. 
uh, Regina, um, luckily enough, you showed up to really get the fireworks going. <laughs> uh, so that was that. But I mean, it actually has been pretty quiet um, as far as like maybe uh, on the uh, rules or referee yeah. side of things or yep. CMRC side of things. There hasn't been in our faces there or yelling at Paul Kingsley's or, mm-hmm. or freaking out on Stolly Brass or anything like that. There hasn't been, show me that video footage or let me see what yeah. happened there and any of that stuff. It's been pretty quiet. Okay. Um, but there has been the behind-the-scenes stuff. Vince Freeze with some riders. Uh, apparently on, um, was it Saturday? Okay, Saturday was a race. It was Friday. I think it was Friday. Uh, the Moto Concept team this weekend, the driver and a couple mechanics. I don't know if it was Robbie Federer, uh, who is Vince Freeze, the mechanic, old Brad Nauta mechanic. I don't know if he was part of it. But anyway, they got uh, into a bit of a yelling across the pit kind of uh, thing going with Jeremy um, this weekend. I, I'm not uh, sure it was said. It was just something yeah. that came across to me. Uh, maybe a couple phone calls later. I don't know exactly what happened. So there was a little bit of drama there or trying to get it stirred the pot going on. So uh, they're doing exactly what, like you said, doing what we thought they would do. Um, but it hasn't really been anything on, like, the official side of things or yeah. against the series. It's been all within sort of the little village of the pits. Yeah, I like Vince. Uh, I like Vince. I like Mike, too. Uh, I, I, I had a good conversation with Vince after Regina about different things, and I, I told him to knock it off. And, and honestly, he just kind of – doubled back and said, you know, he's not doing much. It's not really his fault, blah, blah, blah. He thought he thinks he can get into the head of Benoit, and I'm just like, oh, face palm. How about you just get into the head by beating his ass on the track? You know what I mean? Like, that, that's the ultimate get-in-your-head thing. Just beat him, uh, which he did this weekend. So I'm just, I don't know. I predict some more. But, hey, I mean, Steve, think of, like, you know, old-school days without Internet, all that stuff. Think of, like, what Ross used to do. Yeah. You know, he, he would, like, stand on the top of the – uh, of the um, uh, stands and stare down at riders while riders meeting was going on. He would threaten to beat up uh, people on the line and, and things like that. Like that intimidation factor has always been there, but now it's easy for us to all see it. Yeah, and just, just and we exploit track. it, so it's it's it gets bigger than maybe really really is. But you know maybe he is doing certain things or anything, but he hasn't you know yeah. hasn't caused anybody to take out of the series he hasn't gotten himself in any fist fight or any of that kind <laughs> yet, of stuff so yet. maybe he isn't really going over that line that's been drawn in the sand kind of thing but what? some of the riders definitely didn't like it and the Andy White situation was kind of strange yeah and uh but he proved it on the weekend that he's very fast and by winning the overall once again for his third yeah. overall of the year and I, uh, I, so he he's he's backing it up and i think the Medaglia brothers need to let it go too you know, and t- they just hate them. They hate yeah, them. They yeah. hate the whole team. That's they hate fine. the whole thing. So that's fine. But you know what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I just think that it's like one of those things. I'll tell you what, though, Regina, and I wrote this or I said this somewhere. At one point, I looked over in the pits, and they were a shit show, a messy pits with just the rain and the mud. There was no <laughs> one. There was no one really around any teams, fan wise, but the Moto Concepts rig. There were people over there. Fans were over there looking in, like kind of like a zoo or whatever, looking in at the at the rare pandas. I don't know, but you know what I mean. They, they were they were attracting attention, which is a good thing. Oh, 100 percent, man! Having Michael Lessie and the Moto Concept team is is absolutely huge up here. There's people that in Canada maybe don't see what has gone on in the in the history, and they love them. The the crowd this weekend they were cheering as loud for him when he got up on the podium after his win as they were for Colton Fasciati when he won. So um, I don't know if it's for, for Vince or Mike or both, but whether whatever it is over there, they're definitely bringing some extra press to the series and uh, credibility to Americans coming up and, and enjoying our series right now. They're talking well about it. They're doing well on the track. They're sharing photos. They're being social, um, and it's and it's paying off. Yeah, so, I mean, you think that besides, of course, the – Terrible incident at the round one with the egging and all that. Generally speaking, the Canadian fans have been pretty cool. I would uh, I would say definitely 100%. The Canadian fans have been pretty cool. There's been a few guys on my Facebook, actually, that have said some pretty mean things. I don't know if they were Canadian or not, uh, but uh, the majority, it's been nothing but positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Mike himself, if you have any interactions with Mike, he's a good dude. He's he's a, he's oh. a good dude. He tries hard. He's got a big he's heart. He's solid, man. Yeah. He's been he's super approachable, very personable. Mm-hmm. Like really nice to talk to. You can shoot the breeze about him. I did a podcast with him last week. He was just really open. He, right. he talked about being in, in like doing gardening with his wife and and just cutting the grass on weekends off. He just likes to relax. Like he seems like a really really normal guy. And 
And, uh, like, on the weekend, he shared about how sorry he was after the moto. He just finished winning mm-hmm. and came off, and he goes, man, I can't even believe how sore I am right now. Like, right. he talked about how this track was and how gnarly it was and how he's like, I think this could be the toughest national I've ever done in my career. And, uh, yeah, he's he's been nothing but a peach at the nationals as far as I'm concerned. Right, right. And, um, um, he and going into the second half of the series, obviously he's got some work to do. It's going to be interesting to see what he can do, if he can pull this off or not. I, I don't know. It's going to be one of those. It's going to be tough for him. I, I'm in the boat that it's going to be really tough for him. I, I don't know. Colton's so good, and I I'm with you, Nuth. I just I see something else happening over there. I don't know what. I'm, I have no idea. Just something small. Mike tips over. Mike breaks. Whatever. You know. Hey, so. on another note, Mike Alessi likes the news. Well, yeah, we had a little bit of an incident with the opening round where he said you were... He didn't like me then, but he liked me in Calgary when he helped me throw down my fast lap. Yeah, yeah, he like hung behind there, he showed you, towed you around. He gave me like all these weird hand signals, and I was like, what the heck is going on here? And then, yeah, towed me around for a lap and stopped in the mechanics area to see what place I was in and stuff. It was actually, it was really bizarre. I couldn't even believe it was going on. Yeah, that sounds about right for them. Uh, He likes the noose, so that's all good. Hey, noose, somehow you're still 12th in the points. I have no idea how. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Pathetic to the guys that are behind me. Sorry. The, guy, the guys that are behind you, if you've raced all four races, maybe you should just quit. Maybe you should just All five races. Five races. A lot of guys have gone to all right. five rounds. I'm still in 12th. Like, I might as well just load it up and headed east. <laughs> yeah, really, right? Um, There's not that many guys behind you that have done all five. There well, is, uh, let me see. There's a few. One, two, some guys have done four. Two guys behind you have done all five. There you go. Um... Regardless. Regardless. You're still 12th. Galdi, stop taking my thunder, man. You're just trying to put me down today. He is, right? How am I trying to put you down? I keep pumping you up and saying how good you rode at these races, and you just keep getting freaked out because you can't ride Walton now. <laughs> well, I don't even know what to say to anymore. I don't you? know if I pump you up or talk crap to you because you're so sensitive either direction. Why can't you race Walton, Noof? Because you can, there's a dumb rule, and it is dumb. You can't be in the top 20... <laughs> Top 20 in MX1 points to ride age classes. The one race I look forward to all year, it's going to be close. I'm probably going to be like 18th or 19th come Walton. <laughs> so I'm going to, I spent all, I'm going to ship, ship my bike because I'm already fully committed to go. I'm going to go out there and just I guess I'll just be riding the Pro National according to Galdi. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, like I said, Newf, I told you back in November of, of last year when we were at Arena Cross, sitting having a beer after one of your solid rides, that you won't be at Walton this year. <laughs> well, I'm going to be there, but I'm just going to be hanging out. I might as well be your mechanic. No, 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 no. You can't touch my bike. I don't trust you. Um, <laughs> hey, let's – what um, – first I'll go with you, Golly. What, what's been Bobby Canari's deal? Obviously, he won Regina. Great ride for him. No doubt about it. Fifth, fifth, thirteenth, and third, the other four races. Um, I feel like he's clashing with the bike a little bit this year. Uh, you know, I mean, we're, he, we're, like we said at the, our podcast at the beginning of the year, we didn't think he was going to be the same guy because he hasn't raced for 60 times before the National. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know if it's that, and, and maybe he's just not quite as on point to us because he's in great shape. He proved that on the weekend after crashing in the second. He was running third, I think, in the second moto, third or fourth, and then crashed, fell back to like 12th, and caught back up to sixth, I believe it was, to get uh, the podium overall finish still. So he's still got that mm-hmm. beast animal, you know, go his eyes, his old mind just blacks out in the motos and just gives her. But I feel like he, he's battling the bike. It just, he takes really weird lines and he's bouncing all over the place. He looks like he's just <laughs> fighting stuff more than flowing with it. But I mean, he's kind of already always been that type of rider, but this year it looks like he's a little bit more off and the field uh, I believe is a little bit deeper this year. I mean, it only going to, kind of goes back to about seventh place. Yeah. But the guys that are that four, five, six, seven are right there compared to maybe last year, where those guys might have been maybe three, four seconds behind, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a new. It's been a been an up and down season for him. Yeah. No. I, I think the same thing with Galdi. He seems like he's struggling a little bit with the bike, and uh, I mean, he's been fast at times. I mean, he he he's shown great speed and and you know obviously one one in the mud and in regina and it just uh things just seem to be a little off i don't know if he's putting a little bit more expectation on himself with having the whole winter off and and really focusing on on one series which which he hasn't done and done before so Mm -hmm. 
he's kind of really thrown all his eggs in one basket, and uh, he hasn't hasn't had this much focus before coming into the Canadian series because he'd just be coming right off Supercross and doing some U.S. stuff, but. Uh, just a little bit off, and uh, like Galdi said, I think the the field's a little bit deeper. So when he has these little mistakes, he can't power through like he uh, he could in the past. Your surprise pick, new if I do remember this, uh, your surprise pick for the series was Teddy Mayer. Yeah, four six four six five, uh, fourth overall in the points. Yeah, nothing. Uh, Pretty He's much the same. Pretty Teddy much as Teddy Mayer, right? Yeah, that is Teddy Mayer right there, right? He just, I don't know if it's uh, Teddy Mayer or Andrew Short on that bike. <laughs> right, yeah, right. yeah. I just, man, I don't know. I just the last two years, I've really uh, felt like Teddy's had a lot more. I mean, starting off in Nanaimo, second in the first moto, awesome, awesome first moto of the year for him. Like, didn't mm-hmm. even get beat by Colton that bad. I think maybe like ten seconds or something like that, maybe fifteen seconds. But mm-hmm. uh, just I. I same as the same as last year, just kind of funnels into where he's at and really doesn't do anything overly exciting. And Josh Hill missed Regina with a back injury. How is he at Gopher, Galdi? Uh, he was impressive, actually. Um, the uh, Again, I, I, you think of these guys being these supercross stars and all that kind of stuff, and when they get to a track like this, I feel like they're just going to be like, um, yeah, I, I got a bad back again, or uh, um, oh, my buckles on my boot aren't tight enough, I can't ride today. Uh, but I'll tell you what, man, he showed up and he gave it both motos. He was in like fifth or sixth moto one, went down, uh, and then uh, like went outside the top 20, climbed back to ninth. And then the second moto got a good start, charged hard for the first half of the moto, and almost got chiz for third, um, and then just kind of had to settle in. He said he got really tired. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but he was, he was, he's riding good. Like, I mean, I remember when we talked before, I can't remember if it was on a podcast or just something else, but. Uh, his outdoor stats in the states for the basically since he's been pro have been, uh, you know, nothing. They've been a joke yeah. basically. Yeah. So from what I see this year, I, I'm I'm really impressed with what he's got on the track and how he's riding. Uh, he's sitting fifth in points. He should definitely be sixth, uh, closer he's... to third, battling with Tyler. Hey, guaranteed uh, for that third hey. spot. But he, he I, I think he's impressive. I, I might be leaning towards a little bit because I kind of like the guy. He's a really nice guy and fun to talk to. He's laughs and jokes and says some funny things but uh he on the track he's i think he's doing a pretty good job for uh for you know his history and and stories behind him and injuries and all that kind of stuff i think he's doing good yeah sixth I, he's six in the points by the way guaranteed mx not fifth but um <laughs> hey new Who's fifth now uh, i got the points oh, right here just pass him on the weekend yeah by one point oh, he did no by, way by one point uh he's sure. been better Noof, than i thought for sure yeah, absolutely. I, I yep. agree. Like when we did this back uh, before Nanaimo, I didn't. Uh, I did. I mean, I knew he was going to be good, but I really didn't think that he'd have the the heart and the stamina to, you know, run these long motos. And the, you know, there's been some tracks this year. Obviously, Gopher and Kamloops was really tough, and uh, mm-hmm. he he he's you know left it all out there. It's uh, it's good to see he hasn't given up, and I think he's like Galdi said. He he's been impressive. I I. I would like to see him get a little bit better result. I would think that, you know, by this point in the series, you know, he should be a little bit more of a, you know, consistent podium podium guy. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think he's been, been good. Definitely probably a lot more. He probably expects a lot more from himself. But uh, I think he's kind of, he's been pretty solid. Tyler Medaglia, third in the points. Uh, should get better. Well, here, here's a question. Goldie, who's going to do better? On the East Coast swing than the West Coast swing, and who's going to do worse? Are there any couple guys that stand out? Um, well, I, I my first pick, I guess, uh, from uh, would be Teddy Mayer is going to do worse than he did on the East or on the West. That's scary. I think he sits fourth right now, but he's yeah. going to end up with a six on his bike, uh, six or a seven. And I think that you're going to see uh, Tyler is going to get better, and same with Chiz. Chiz, yeah, I think it's going to come down to Tyler and Chiz for number three. I, I love Chiz. He's a good dude, and, and I'm friends with him. But he, I was very surprised at uh, how much he struggled on the West. Like he, he was fighting his bike, like you said, Galdi, along with Canari on the same team. They were fighting their bikes for sure. But I thought Chisholm would be better, even still. But he's coming I, around. I, I, yeah. Well, go ahead, Noof. Is it just me? I think I even text Galdi about this. And is it just me, or because I follow Chiz on social media and mm-hmm. I, I follow him pretty closely? He seems like he would rather be. Anywhere else in the world except in like, he doesn't. It seems like he doesn't want to be up here. 
No, you're just going off like one post he did. I know someone else was I'm going off multiple posts. I can't remember which ones, but I, I've seen it a couple times before I even brought well, it up. I, I text Galdi and I said, man, does this, does this not seem like every no, time? Because obviously he's done well in those couple of U.S. nationals, like 12s and stuff, and it was just like, man, I wish I could keep, you know, I, I understand, I get it, but like it just seems like well, coming to Canada is a hassle for him. Well, all these guys would rather be in the U.S., the, the, the American well, guys. There's no doubt. I Maybe get, I get that. You know, they'd all rather be in the U.S. where there's more money and more prestige and everything. I mean, that's the bottom line. Without a doubt, they'd all rather be in the U.S. So, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I don't We're know. Yeah, I don't know. Just, We're just the cream seems inside like a Boston cream donut. It seems like he's just kind of, I don't know, I mean, he's just kind of going through the motions. And, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, his yeah. result on the weekend was awesome, podium. But it just seems like he's going to, I mean. Well, what do you want the guy I to do? Even, what do you want the guy to do? Even, Run a Canadian I flag? <laughs> I mean, well, he's not their country. It's not their country. You know? I, I, I get it. I get it. But Sorry, I don't know. Hurt. Whatever. He was hurt by it. He wants, to, he wants Chiz to give him a shout on on Instagram yeah. and Facebook and stuff. Oh, and new rules. Come on, you guys uh, are getting carried away. What's now. up, Captain Butthurt? Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I, I know what you're saying. I do know what you're saying, and he told me he got some flack. So it's not just you, Noof. Okay. He, he got some, some flack from some dudes, you know? I never even saw that. I didn't follow him. Um, you know, because he came, yeah, he did uh, Muddy Creek. He went 13-13, then he went 12-12 at uh, Redbud. Yeah. You know, so that's where he wants to be. But, um, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I think the uh, – you know, obviously, I mean, 12-12 and 13-13 in the U.S. Nationals isn't going to get you much either. Yeah, it was a good no. job by him out of a pickup truck, but that's not going to get him back. Do you know what I mean? Dude, getting that. second at Gopher is way better than that, is it not? Well, I don't know. Money-wise, yes. Uh, Prestige-wise, I'm not so sure. So You're telling me that second place at the toughest race in the, year, in the world, apparently, to every rider that rides it, is not as good as 12th at Red Bud, which is the best national on the U.S. Tour. I guarantee you Kyle Chisholm got more press from 12-12 at Red Bud than his second place at Gopher. I know you guys... Well, that's are, probably true, because I haven't talked that, about it much this week at all. That's what, that's what I mean. I just mean press. I mean, just if you, if you uh, uh, um, do photos or anything, you know, anything like that, like if you do some sort of social media... Um, you know, measure or whatever. They have those things, those Q ratings or whatever. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All um, right. Oh, go Canada. I, I listen, I I'm Canadian. You guys know I, I love it up there. It's a great I'm, podcast, I'm just, man. Thanks for shitting on the series. Oh God, here we go. Oh <laughs> um, let's move on. Let's move on. Um Okay, so what about what about you, Noof? One guy who's gonna do better in the second half, one guy who's gonna do worse. You can't pick all these guys. Well, that's pretty. That's pretty tough. But uh, there's not much left now. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody really, really left. But uh, I was gonna say my guy that's gonna do worse on the on the East Coast, or, or yeah, than he did on the West would be Morgan Berger. But he didn't really do a whole lot on the West Coast, so um, hey, I'm, I can't just, really put him in there. But I'm just looking at the points right here, Tim Trombley showed up at uh, Gopher. Yeah, yeah he wrote good too. Is he gonna do all of them? The rest of the East? I don't. I bet you he doesn't go to Moncton. I, he didn't do it last year, so I can't right. imagine doing it again this year. But he should, man. He could definitely the way he rode on the weekend. He could squeeze into that tenth uh, place spot right now. That's basically going to be the the battle for for you know Bless Tremblay, uh Brown. Although Brown's only doing three. Yeah, how was um, Mike Brown on the weekend on the Husky? Dude, he was awesome. Forty two years old. He got sixth in the first moto. Did he really, huh? Yeah. He got six in the first moto. I went over and talked to him after the race, did a little interview with him and stuff like that. He's just like, oh, man, I can't believe they talked me into coming to this race. <laughs> what a track. I was so tired in the second moto. I just kind of <laughs> rode around. I go, he goes, the first moto, I felt like a motocrosser. The second moto, I felt like an enduro crosser. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, Brownie's, yeah, Brownie's a was, good dude. He, he yeah. was good. Brownie's a good guy. So he's going to do three of them on the Husky? He's doing three in a row. Yeah, he's doing uh, this weekend and then Deschambeau. Right. Is, the, is the donk working for him? He is. Oh, so hopefully everything stays together on his bike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. Donk's a friend of oh. mine. Stop it. Um, yeah, the the one thing about the 450 class that's been striking me this year, Galdi, I'll, I'll start with you. There isn't much depth, and we touched on it a little bit here. It, it's it's surprising. Like, Mike was, 
I don't, I don't what was his lap time? A minute better than 12th place at the first round or something? After you knew for I, I forget what it was. There was I'm surprised. Well, I'll, get, I'll put it into perspective for you. Mike is going. I got uh, my best result was Cam Loops. I got 11th overall, and mm-hmm. Mike was going anywhere from 10 to 11 seconds a lap faster than me. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not not discrediting myself. Yeah. I rode as hard as I could, but he's. The, I mean, I got lapped just after halfway. Where's the depth, Goldie? It's not there. Um. No, uh, it's it's really not. I mean, after that that seventh place, eighth place. I mean, Kalen gets a little bit of love. He's been riding good. He got hurt on the weekend, but he's going to race this weekend. But yeah, the the depth. Uh, you can if you just even look at the points. I think the gap between ninth and tenth is like a twenty five point gap mm-hmm. uh, for that David Gasson and Gasson hasn't. I think he's only got one tenth in a moto or overall. So yeah, the depth. Yeah, it isn't really there. It's a bit more of a um, an attendance award right now to get those positions. If you show up and ride hard for thirty minutes, you're going to get points and you're going to going to soldier through. But uh, I don't know. I mean, the money maybe not there. The prestige. The the whatever. However you want to look at it. But yeah, yeah after that seventh eighth place, they're really. I mean, those guys are all good riders. If they went to a local track, they would they would probably yeah. beat a lot of the guys and and, and look awesome and and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, at the national series, that 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 position is a uh, is a, definitely nothing to I guess brag about. But it also isn't something that you just let go either. It's still pretty impressive, but it's not blowing anybody's mind away. My biggest surprise of the year, and maybe you two can uh, agree or disagree with me. I think Dylan Kalen. I mean, for what he's doing, right or no? Go ahead, Newf. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't ride all winter, just worked up in the oil fields and yeah. came out at Nanaimo, and he's been a, you know, solid, you know, seven, yeah. eight-place guy. Obviously, he got hurt on the weekend, which sucks, but, uh, yeah, I mean, but I, I don't want to discredit it, but, I mean, when you're getting eighth mm-hmm. in the national, I mean, yeah, the guys in front of you are going good, but the guys behind you... I mean, we're all just local yeah, yeah. practice track heroes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, uh, Way to I shit mean, on Kalen. Good job. Way to shit on Kalen. No, no, I, I, he's doing great. I mean, he's had great I battles. Know. I mean, he's I been know. battling <laughs> with you know, Chisholm at some round. I mean, yeah, he's, I think he would, would get better. But uh, he should get no worse than eighth, really, when you look at it on paper. Right. All right. What's the biggest surprise for you then, Noof? Uh, anything. Anything at all. Just biggest surprise. Well... That I'm still 12th in points. <laughs> that might be. <laughs> that could be my surprise too, actually. I mean, I mean, realistically, I'm still 12th in points, and it's uh, yeah, I'm ahead of Ryan Miller once again in points. Sorry, <laughs> he showed up and didn't ride again. He wrecked his knee again or something. I know. I te- I texted him on on Saturday night. I said, "Dude, you're killing me here. Like, come on, right? Go and get like 15th." <laughs> Killing what? me in points here. <laughs> hey, wait. Let me let me do a quick step back to Kalen, Steve. You're going to like this. Kalen being the the surprise right now in the series. Here's an even bigger surprise. He donated a thousand dollars of his money to Team Canada. I saw that, and good job by him. That's uh, that's his whole entire Western Series purse money. Pretty much, actually. Hey, pretty much. Like right. And yeah. my other question is, how much money are these guys making in the oil fields? For Christ's sake. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. What are we all doing, boys? Let's go up there and suffer for a few months. Um, <laughs> so, did you say biggest surprise yet, Goldie? Uh, I would say he's my biggest surprise. Okay. I get, I, but the, the funny thing is, now that I look at it where he's been finishing overall, I'm not that surprised because he is better than what he's is legit. behind him, but not good enough to be in the guys in front of him. My So my surprise could be another thing, another thing. I'm either surprised at Colton's speed, or I'm surprised that those two are so much better than everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I'm either Colton's really stepped it up to run with Mike and be pretty close to Mike, or I'm surprised that the Canaries and Medaglia, Chisholm's Hill aren't closer. Like they're getting worked by those two guys. So uh, the gap was tighter this weekend, uh, mm-hmm. not with Alessi, but from Fasciati, Chisholm, Canary Hill, yeah. the gap was tighter there. Right. Uh, so that might change the next weeks, but from out west, yeah, those two were definitely uh, heads above. Um, let's move to two, let's move to MX two. Can we do that? Yeah, sure. If you want to. Okay. <laughs> uh, what happened to Jer Bear at Gopher? Uh, first moto, I believe his bike let go or something happened with his bike, and then the second moto, I don't want to say he got tired. I don't know what the hell happened, but he is not the same guy this year right now on that bike or himself or something in his yeah, head, yeah. whatever it is. Yep. something is not working. The color green maybe clashes with his outfits. 
We knew. I don't know what it is. Because we knew he's not the same guy. We knew he would be under gun with the late start and everything, but I think he's probably the disappointment uh, in the MX2 class right now. I mean, he won Regina, but again, it was. Go ahead, Noof. I would say yes. For sure. Did we? Did we not all sit here before Nanaimo? And I'm pretty sure all of us picked. Maybe you didn't, Steve, but we all picked Jeremy as the as the winner. I did. I think pretty sure. Yeah, and I know. I did yeah, too, Galdi. You did for sure. So yeah, I'm pretty sure I did too, and um, I, he's he's looked off right from uh, right from the get go, right from practice at Nanaimo. He has not uh, has not looked what I thought he was going to bring, and I mean, um, just doesn't seem fighting the bike, fighting the suspension, and new surroundings, letting things get to him a little bit. The whole freeze incident mm-hmm. at uh, Nanaimo carried it on into Calgary and bad starts and crashes and bikes blow up. It's uh, the future is uh, grim for for Jer Bear. Yeah, yeah, it's been 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 it's a bad scary. deal. It sucks for him, but uh, he really needed to shine this summer. I hate to say it, but uh, what's he going to do next year? Yeah, what what about um, uh, Politelli's bike let go too? Right, Goldie? Uh No, actually, uh, Politelli um, bad start in the first motocross. The first turn got came back to sixth, I believe. Uh, rode awesome. And then second moto did the exact same thing, crashed in the first turn and was in around 15th and then had a big crash, rung his bell, seeing stars, and had to pull off. Oh, I kind of swore you tweeted, somebody tweeted his bike was letting go. Maybe that was he, Jeremy. He blew no. up in Calgary. No, I know. He blew but, up no, in no, Calgary, know, but yeah, but, not in, uh, no, go for dunes, everything well, was good as far as bike goes, no bike problems. Look, the leading edge guys of Politelli Medaglia, who were by all accounts going to fight for this title, are not going to win this title now. Not a chance. No. No, so that's no. definitely a disaster for those guys on that end of things. They need some serious DNFs going on. <laughs> Benoit was on, was on a two-stroke at uh, Gopher. How did it look? Um, he he looked. He didn't look as good actually in practice. Um, he actually only got to basically ride the first practice because he absolutely wadded himself up um, about four laps, five laps in when he was sitting. He was sitting twelfth in times. And he was just getting ready to lay down a, a burner of a lap and mm-hmm. just ate poopy, ripping his back open like about a seven-inch-long cut, uh, I'd say a few centimeters deep. I think, might, I think he might have got the peg um, and wadded his shit up big time. And he just looked kind of average up to that point. He killed everybody in the first practice. Mm-hmm. But in the second one, he just, I don't know, something wasn't clicking or something was up, and then he had the crash. And then, uh, but he muscled through in both motos, went 2-2, got good starts, led some laps. Uh, did his thing and uh, you know salvage salvage points with that crash, but uh, he didn't look as aggressively explosive on the two stroke. He looked a lot more mellow, which if that that doesn't really make sense. Aggressively he more explosive aggressive on that bike, but he came out two two, so he may not have looked the part, but he he raced the part. Aggressively explosive, Noof. You like That's that? a pretty technical pretty technical word for guaranteed MX. <laughs> Sounds write like that down, boys. It's, don't worry, I'll spell it wrong if I have to write it down. Sounds like the the, the title of your last date, Nuth. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Freeze Freeze has probably been better than I thought. He's eight back of uh, Benoit right now, and of course he had the, the the. Well, actually, I was gonna say he had a crappy Regina, but so did Benoit. Never mind, scratch that. Um, and you know who sits third? Moffenbar, and he hasn't got a lot yeah. of press. Uh, myself included, he hasn't got a lot of press from anybody. Oh, I give him lots of love. I give him love tons. Okay. Right. Um, Check the site, bud. Right. Wentland this weekend won the first moto, like we said. Uh, crashing the second one. And uh, Ingalls is fifth. And then Napoletelli and Medaglia train right there, those two guys. Do we... Noof, who wins this title? Who's going to get it? Uh, I'm still going to go after seeing the seeing the rounds I was at, and obviously, you know, with uh, Benoit soldiering through at, at Gopher, I still I still put Benoit as my guy guy at the end of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be tough for him. I mean, Freeze, I, he he's been my I'm jumping ahead here, but he's been my biggest surprise because after seeing him at Nanaimo, and then he had a DNF in the second moto with his bike breaking. Mm-hmm. I really didn't think, and then he talked shit all week about how, you know, he's better than these guys and stuff, and he came out swinging at Kamloops, went 1-1, and has been, uh, you know, on the podium every moto since except Regina. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be an all-out battle, but uh, I think a guy that's going to win a lot more motos in the, in the East Coast is Wentland. I think, 
I didn't see it, but just from what I heard and, uh, you know, seeing the the results, he looked uh, pretty solid at Gopher and is definitely good in the sand. Yeah, Wetland's had a couple of bad races. Uh, Kamloops, his bike blew up, I think, right, at Kamloops? Uh, no, he no, crashed, he oh, crashed okay. out of one moto or something like that. I don't think he's had any bike issues yet. Okay, all right. And then, of course, the mud, he was, you know, got ninth, which is, you know, anything could happen mm-hmm. in the mud. He could have got first or ninth, one of those deals. Um, yep. I, yeah, Freeze, is, Freeze has been surprising. I, I, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm impressed with him. I, it sounds like when he's on, Galdi, he's a lot better than everybody else. Uh, he, it seems that way for sure. In Calgary, he was on, right. destroyed both motos. Um, or sorry, uh, Cam Loops, I mean, sorry, he was on, destroyed both motos. The second moto, Calgary destroyed when he was on. Second moto this weekend, when he was on, he destroyed. So if he gets up front and gets the starts, he seems to be able to run away with it. Right now, it seems like if he's uh, about a fifth to tenth place starter, he can't pick his way through. Um, uh, where Benoit is a great starter. Wentland seems to be about an average starter. He's maybe got the Keese mentality to go on the second gate drop almost. <laughs> and uh, But he... Uh, as far as me, if you ask me who's going to win this title, I, I definitely am, I agree with Newf. I think Benoit's going to hang on to it, especially since there's two rounds in Quebec coming up. That basically is like a whole other extra tank of fuel and poutine full of energy uh, <laughs> at those two rounds for him. It's just going to be insane. Um, and so come to Alverton, if Benoit still has the red plate, he's going to win the title. If it's tied or uh, going in with a possibility of freeze – Moffenbeier went went to win. Oh man, I don't know who to pick on that one when it coming into Walton. I, I, I mean, I think I might have to give it to Freeze just because he's a bit more hard packed guy, I suppose, mm-hmm. and he's got that American mentality uh, of those kind of tracks. Um, but it, after after Alverton, if the red plate's there and it's a ten twelve point gap, then I'm giving it to Benoit. Is Moffenbeier and Wentland Moffenbeier's fifteen back, Wentland's twenty one back? Uh, I'll start with you, Newf. Are they totally out of this? Like, can you can, can you can you see either one of them winning the title? They I wouldn't lead. say that they're totally out of it. I mean, uh, crazy lead. stuff has happened with guys having, you know, DNS. Yeah. I think if you look at, you know, you look at the top five, all of them have had terrible motos. Most of them had DNFs. Um, you know, Moffenbeier, you know, kind of got his bad motos out of the way, and I think same as, as Wentland. But uh, I wouldn't say they're, I mean, 21 points with, with five rounds to go, pretty tough for him to make up. Mm-hmm. But, uh you know, from what he showed on the weekend, as far as Wentland goes, I think that, uh, you know, he's proven that he can win motos. And uh, Moffenbeier, I don't see him winning any motos in the in the sand. I think he's going to be that solid, you know, fifth, fourth, third place guy. But uh, if I was to bet on anybody, I'd say uh, Wentland is the guy that could possibly do it. Nothing tells you about how inconsistent the class has been than Ingalls going 5-4-4-10-9, and he's fifth in the points. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, what about you, Galdi? Uh, Moffenbeier and Wentland, I mean, can they win this thing? I think Wentland can for sure. I got Wentland going 1-1 this weekend, and it's going to be like a 7-10 to 10 point swing no, Galdi, for him in this championship. Galdi, he just rides for MX-101. He doesn't ride at MX-101. I don't no, know if you're no, no, that does, I know. Thank you, Stephen. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, I just seen. How do you think he's going to go one-one? Like, what? What? You know, like, why would you say that? Like, he was he was the faster guy this weekend, and if it first turn didn't go down, he would have went one-one at Gopher. I I'm calling him for a one-one perfect score this weekend to really toss up the points between those top four guys, and it's going to be a seven to ten point swing where Freeze, Benoit, and Moffenbeier are going to swap like a 2-4-4-2-3-3 thing in there, and it's going to be a 7-10-point swing for Wentland up on those guys, and it's going to come going into Deschambault. The points are not going to be 21 to first. It's going to be about, I'd say, 15 to 17 uh, up to first, Uh, and Moffenbeier will be fourth. Wentland will be third, and he'll be within 12 points. (laughs) Jeez. You just heard yeah. it right there. Yeah. Guaranteed MX numbers right there. Stamp it. Yeah. Guaranteed oh, let's do one of these on Monday again to see yeah. how I made out. Guaranteed MX. I was going to say earlier that since we all picked Jeremy Medallia, I, what does that state say about our credentials? <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know. Obviously, if I, yeah. what I just said is complete BS. I'll have to go back and review the tape. I don't know if I picked them or not. But uh, is switching to the two stroke a good thing for Benoit? Is this going to be okay? Go ahead, Noof. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have. I, I said from the get-go, switching, you know, back and forth. Obviously, he he stuck to the four-stroke on the west, and now he's two-stroke, two-stroke on the east. I like the original plan of sticking with one bike the whole series. Mm-hmm. 
Um, obviously, he made the four-stroke work in the West. I mean, he was the you know he was the red plate holder coming into Gopher, which he still is. But um, I, I like the one one bike thing. I think the two-stroke man, that thing is is um, takes a maniac to ride one of those things at that level. And mm-hmm. I I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I think for Topher. I mean, I'm just kind of switching here, but it's been a mistake for Topher. He yeah. hasn't been doesn't seem has been as good this year as as last year. Um, I think it just, the bike is just treacherous to ride. Mm-hmm. And he's had that, you know, and then you go back to Benoit, you know, fly swattered himself into the ground at Gopher. Like, I, those things are, anybody that's ridden one, which we all have, they're, they're, they're dangerous. Yeah, a lot of work. Like you said, it's a lot of work to do the same yeah. amount of speed. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, he was so solid on, on the 250F in the, in the West. I, I would have really reevaluated, which they may have, but, uh, I don't know seems like more of a cool factor to ride the two-stroke or something like that. What's your take on uh, Politelli's season? Uh, we touched on it a bit, Galdi, but what's your take as a whole? Number one um, plate guy. I mean, obviously he came in late, broke his femur, you know, in Supercross. We were calling him fat on the way in there. I know that. Uh, at the first rounds. And then he got really mad at me at the Calgary after party and called me out and actually wanted me to punch him in the gut and see how hard his, see how, how uh, tough his belly was. It was pretty funny, actually. Uh-huh. His chick wanted me, too. She's like, punch him. You'll see what kind of shape he's in. He's like, give it to me. And he, he was, like, hitting himself and stuff, and it was uh, quite an entertaining moment. But I would say his season is just uh, everything's kind of been biting him in the butt. When Calgary came around, it looked like he was going to get things going. He was still in the hunt, mm-hmm. and his bike DNF'd. Uh, he muscled through the mud. Uh, to get in the third to keep himself in the championship chase, and then this weekend here he DNF the second moto uh, because of a crash. So mm-hmm. it's been uh, just maybe a bit of bad luck is going to steal this title away from him mm-hmm. um, because the speed looks like it's there. He's won the moto or won a moto, and uh, his times are good in practice and all that kind of stuff. So I guess the cards he, he last year he won it with ease. This year just things aren't falling into place. Hmm. Um, what's kind of what's kind of crazy? Something I want to touch on is that like Politelli and Medallia basically took themselves out of the championship at one point this year. Well, obviously Jeremy had a terrible round at Nanaimo. Politelli had a DNF at uh, Calgary. Then after the mud in Regina, they kind of were right back in the swing of things. It was anybody. I mean, I was talking to Jeremy. He's like, "Man, I'm back in it. Things mm-hmm. are going good." And then Gopher, they both take themselves completely out of it again. Yeah, no, and the races are running down here, you know. So, yeah, and that's yeah. what I mean. It was like they had a shot to rebound a little bit, but go for this absolutely. You know, that was the nail in the in the coffin. The best that those guys can hope now is to win a couple motos and, you know, salvage at least uh, some couple moto wins, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. If um, well, let me talk about Galdi about this. Galdi, uh, how's the Rockstar coming into the series this year? Obviously, brand new title sponsor. What's been the vibe of the series. What's been the talk of the series? How's it been? Presentation, rules, arguments. We touched on some of that, but how's the overall vibe of the series going this year? Um, I'd say it's basically the same. Uh, the hospitality. Uh, if I could touch on one thing, the hospitality is not even, not even close. Uh, like if I race Noof on a bicycle uh, in a on a, in a moto. Like, that's the distance between the hospitality side of things. Uh, Rockstar is way behind on that as far as that dress-up part goes and right. treating the staff and all that kind of thing. It's basically just an image for them underneath that tent. Mm-hmm. Um, banner-wise, it looks just as good around there. The yellow and black looks nice up on the finish line and all that. Um, the rules, although this really has nothing to do with Rockstar, there's been a lot of... Uh, yeah, no, I just meant everything, like just sort of the whole yeah, thing. Like, yeah, like uh, the interpretation is the big word this year of the rules. <laughs> Of a lot of things. I, I, I mean, our our rule book is basically copied off of the AMA one, so I don't understand why there's a few differences of what yeah. things go on. But the the word of the year has definitely been interpretation on on some of the rules and how things are done and uh, stuff like that. Um, this this the, 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 it's all the same staff. Um, wait a minute. The, uh, the girls, the Rockstar girls situation has been a bit finicky. Like at Regina, they. Rockstar booked the girls' flights for Sunday instead of Saturday, forgetting it was a Saturday race. Um, so they had to find girls last minute for that. Uh, the ones they flew into Calgary were apparently their A-team, and they got turned around at the border. Um, <laughs> so they had to find girls there. You got drama, um, with, drama with the Stark girls, Noof. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. been some drama with the Stark girls. Uh, the tracks have all been 
uh, pretty much the same as far as maintenance and, and keep up and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'd say it's about the same thing. I'd say the really the the biggest lack of of it uh, is that sort of showmanship that Monster had uh, for mm-hmm. their VIPs that they would bring, like the Max Tuchtard stores or. Uh, the head people at, uh, is it Coca-Cola that distributes or Pepsi now? I can't remember. Uh, when they brought in, like, these VIP guys, they got treated like gold. They had four scissor lifts. Rockstar has none uh, at the races. So there was definitely a lot more money spent on the side of Monster, but yeah. uh, Rockstar is doing a good job. They got the presence. They're keeping our series going and all that kind of thing. So you, it uh, it seems about the same, I'd say. There's do you definitely think, some uh, drama in behind the scenes that I can't discuss. Right, because uh, it's uh, you know between uh, certain things, but uh, we're clicking along. We're five rounds in. Everybody's happy each weekend. The tracks are good. The the rules aren't being broken, and um, when the gate drops, the racing's been good. Actually, the racing was kind of boring this weekend mm-hmm. as far as battling and stuff goes. But uh, other than that, it's been it's been pretty on point. Do you think the series misses Brett Lee a little bit? Brett Lee obviously went away to uh, form the uh, group, promoters group. Um, with uh, a bunch of the tracks, and uh, obviously there was some hard feelings with the CMRC and Brett and all that. Brett runs his family and him run Walton. Do you think the series behind the scenes misses him a little bit? Um, yes, in one way, because Brett was a great face, and you could always approach him and talk to him, right? whether it be rulings or yeah, yeah, parking or, or whatever right, it was. So you right. always had someone to reach out to where, uh, you know, Stolly isn't always – reachable like in that sort of sense oh really Uh, now those shoes are filled by myself and mark travers uh in the other sense though where if there was like a discrepancy or where someone got in the face and there was some real uh a decision had to be made not a chance brett's got a zero backbone for that stuff so that part definitely is not being missed (laughs) brett was just too nice of a guy i just have one i just have one question what's that that's all I have. This is the this is the rest I have to say in this in this whole podcast. I'm gonna get back to work here soon. Okay. But and there doesn't even need to be an answer on this. But why does the live timing not always work? <laughs> oh, like God. this is just it's the same freaking thing every year. I'm laying in bed on Sunday or Saturday morning trying to w- watch the results from Gopher, and there's nothing. It happens every year. It does. It really there's does. Only, there's one answer. There is an answer to that, Noof, and it's the same one every time we go to Nanaimo, Kamloops, uh, and Gopher Dunes. Absolute dog ball shit signal. I don't care. I don't know how. I don't know how you guys do it in the states, Steve. I don't know how it's magically worked like that with live everything. Yeah. But I don't know if they have boosters or whatever it is. Maybe it is a money thing that we have to buy more boosters or whatever it is, but. There is they. We have an IT guy on site all weekend long doing that stuff. Uh, new, if you know him, Chris Adad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, and he is on it, clicking, fixing, writing code, doing whatever is possible, and it still doesn't work. So uh, you can thank Canadian phone lines or internet for that, or you can blame us because that uh, that is the answer. It's, it is, literally it's... comes down to absolutely shit signal. Like I, for me to send out tweets or Instagrams, I had to go up sixty feet in the air on the freaking Skyjack. It's easier yeah. to blame guaranteed MX. It really is. I just, I just, I just hate that there's even an excuse for it because I just feel like I, I, I mean, I get it. There's, a, there's other stuff going on, but man, it's 2014. We've had live timing since 2000 and what, five? You know, okay, well, Noof, how come your phone doesn't work in your uh, house? I don't. I'm not why, running a professional series. I understand that, but how, you, you're in the middle of a city. I understand, Why but if I was running signal? if I was running a business out of my house, I would make sure that my phone worked. Ooh, ooh, good one. That's a good comeback. It, it is so a good comeback. Story, <laughs> maybe it's money. Uh, it may be, but I just—it's like it's frustrating. I see these tweets every weekend. What's wrong with the live time? It's the same thing every weekend. It's like, man, like the one thing that you know pe- people are following the series, believe it or not, and it's like it's it's frustrating to you know if it if it wasn't for the guaranteed MXs and the DMXs and the MXPs, I would have no idea what was going on because you guys are the only ones that are putting anything out there to no results. Well, you wouldn't have, order and stuff like that. You wouldn't MX, have fa- MXP. What's that? You wouldn't have found any photos for two days after the opening round, Noof. You wouldn't have oh, found any photos. Up, Steve. You wouldn't have found anything <laughs> for two days. Two days. Hey, you can bag on Billy for that. Okay, he should have stuff up on direct. I have ten thousand jobs on the weekend. Give me a break. Um. I, I will. I'll blame Billy. Um, yeah, yeah you, know, you, have a, you have a point, Newf. I, I don't know how they do it in the States. There's a few tracks where my phone doesn't work. 
Um, but I mean, obviously with yeah, live. Yeah, t- sorry, Steve. You had one where there was was it was it Hangtown or Glen Helen this year where you actually had to throw out a tweet because your stuff wasn't working and live timing wasn't working and stuff like that. So it does happen elsewhere. It does a little bit, and I think I think a lot. I think a lot. Of- going on and therefore there's satellite dishes but mm-hmm. you know there's definitely unadilla my phone won't work most people's phone won't work a uh, high point verizon doesn't work so there there, there are races in the yeah. states for sure um all right uh let's let's wrap this up i guess um do you think moto concepts comes back next year galdi do you think that they they've been According enjoying them only 100 percent. they're never racing a u.s national again <laughs> wow okay so the decision's already yeah, been he made. said that numerous <laughs> times he's already hunting for sponsorship uh, he sent. He's uh, asked me or sent me a uh, like their team proposal to send out to people in the industry um, for next year's deal. They want to come up as Moto Concepts and bring on new sponsors and join this series for years to come. Hmm. I like how though, like Genova and Tony, continue to insist that has nothing to do with the penalties laid on them after Washougal, and it's just all that. I mean, just come out and say it. That's fine. Be like, we hate MX Sports. We're going to Canada. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Like, like whatever. Do it. Well, he doesn't say he hates MX Sports now. He just transfers it to, I hate Pulp MX. Oh, yeah, right, of course. That's what that means. <laughs> I should have signed that letter. I don't know why I, why I didn't. It was, yeah. it was, it was I awesome. I can't believe you didn't. That's so unprofessional of you. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, hey, before we leave this thing, aren't you going to talk about 801 accommodation on Boquick? Oh, yeah. Well, first let me talk about this. I went and bought some carpet at Home Depot yesterday. Going to get new carpet put in my house upstairs. Nice. And amazingly enough, I signed this contract. You guys aren't going to believe this. They gave me a copy. They said I could keep a copy. <laughs> it, I, it was very weird. I, don't, I know Tony doesn't, do I, Tony doesn't do business like that, but I, I got to keep a copy of the contract that signed. It was very strange. Yes. Unheard of. 801. I have that in my notes. I just have the number 801, so I didn't even bring it up. If anybody thinks that Jeff Alessi is not going up there to block or help Mike or some other crazy-ass idea, they're nuts. There will be more drama. Absolutely. Because Jeff hasn't raced forever. Okay. His skills are not anywhere near where they used to be. He's been hurt a ton. There's no reason to give Jeff Alessi a ride for results. Zero reason. This is going to be a shit show. This will be a shit show. You agree? Yeah, I agree. I'll be honest with you. The biggest surprise for me that he's not coming up this weekend, obviously now with uh, with Mike DNF and Nomoto at, at Gopher. I figure for sure they'd be pulling him in for Sandalee. If I'm Digger, I'm really worried. Well, the only sort of thing against what you're saying, because I think I agree, I agree as well, I, I just don't even see why. And actually Tony texted me and asked me, what do you think about this? And I'm like, don't you think you guys have been through enough? Why don't you just leave him at home? Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, his uh, announcement or the announcement of him racing came before this weekend, before this big points gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the points were close enough for Mike to do his own own battling, but now that it is this way, it's definitely going to lean towards the fence of the 801 becoming a bit of a tank out on the track. No, oh, it's just going to – I mean, there's one, there's one good thing going to come out of the 801 doing the last three rounds. He's going to pass you in the points. He's going to pass the news in the points. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not passing you in the points, Nuf. Like I'd these put the other races, I put hundred dollars on it. No, he will, dude. He will. He's he, well. How many rounds is he going to do? Three. The last three, then. He's doing day. He's doing know. the last four. Last four. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. got. He's got. Jeff. Oh, as much as I just made fun of Jeff's results, he will be a tenth place guy. You exactly. Know, at least. So that's ten. That's exactly. ten points. So. Um, yeah, this is this is ridiculous. And, Are and we betting a hundred bucks on this news? No, not now because Steve just confirmed it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to bet uh, that he doesn't. No. Anyways, you're a wuss. I bet him. Bet him. Yeah, I'll bet you a hundred bucks. Yeah. All right. Steve, you heard right it, there, Steve. You're the witness. I say he doesn't pass you. Hundred bucks says he does. It's forty-seven okay. points. It's forty-seven points. <laughs> I know. I mean, come on. All right. Well, if you. Galdi, you could pass me in points in the last four rounds if you did them. No, I couldn't. Hey, by the oh, way, right uh, hey, Keith showed up at Gopher? Yeah, he was there. That was about it. Tenth place? You're not You're not okay with that? Well, I'm okay with it. I, he, he came in. He's a working guy now. He doesn't have time to train. And we talked about it on Sunday because he was watching his girlfriend race in the women's uh, moto. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, he's not mentally there. He's too focused on business. His bike broke in the second moto. He's broke a couple bones this year on stupid little crashes. It's just 
there was no way the Magic was going to be there again. So 10th place is pretty solid. I mean, actually, didn't he get 9th? I don't know. Ten. What did he get in a moto? What was he his... get 10th in the first moto? Okay, then he got 9th. 10. Um, 10 DNF. Oh, he went, okay. I so thought he got the 9th after less. He ran out of gas, but... Uh, Okay, so he, yeah. uh, he he just he's not even anywhere remotely what he is what people uh, have him as as the Kyle Keist right now. He's completely in a different mindset in in, in the real world and his motocross world, and it's it's uh, it's frustrating. Uh, to be honest with you, I I don't see him not racing those ones that he said he was going to do. But I, I could see him if it doesn't go good this weekend, he probably won't even go to. Well, he's got to go to Quebec if his chick. So he'll race regardless. But it's not even not even remotely the same guy as what we have come to love and love. Uh, give me, uh, give me one before we wrap this up. Give me one crazy prediction that will happen this week in the second half of the series. One, like I said, just just something crazy. Give me a crazy wild prediction. I'll start first. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Jeff Alessi knocks Colton down, or like a spider monkey, he jumps off his bike and jumps on the back of Colton. I'm gonna go next. Okay, go ahead, Newf. <laughs> I'm going to say that Jeff Alessi tries so hard to take Colton out, he ends up cleaning Mike out. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't even know if I could top those. Um, I feel as if there will be fists thrown between Jeremy Medaille and Vince Frieza before the end of the year. Okay. Um, perfect. All right. Atlas Brace, Guaranteed MX, Direct MX, directmotorcross.com, guaranteedmx.com. AtlasBrace.com, PulpMX.com, all coming together for this uh, halfway look at the Canadian Rockstar Energy uh, National Series. Five rounds down, five left. Thanks, Newf. Thanks, Goldie. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks. Thank you, guys. See ya. Talk soon.